Not too long ago, Alec Evans began a different style of preaching. And what Alec would do is he would focus on a single verse of Scripture. And from that, highlight some key theological points and develop a sermon to guide our time of worship. And so that, I'm going to try to do that today. Similar. I'm going to look at John chapter 20, verse 21, which comes to us in today's lectionary text. And I'm going to put it in conversation with another text that comes to us during the second week of Lent, which is Psalm 121, the one we just heard read. And I'm going to place them in conversation with one another. And speaking from different places on our journey, and even several centuries apart, I don't think that these are bookends, but may they be mile markers as we seek to better glimpse God's vision and as we seek to better understand our lives together. Imagine a journey that you have taken, or imagine a journey that you want to take. And since this is a psalm that primarily deals with land travel, imagine going to the hills. Imagine going to the mountains, the Shenandoah Valley, the Blue Ridge, Montreat. So on our drive or on our hike, we pack the bags and we secure the provisions and we arrange them like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle to make sure that everything is battened down. And if you're like me, you will be constantly checking and rechecking all the straps, all the tie-downs, and all the clamps. And you fiddle with them so much that you're a lot more likely to undo them than the trip itself. And this journey into the hill country might be risky. So we need to make sure we are ready to counter whatever we encounter. And once we get to the top of the hills pulling into the driveway of some nostalgia-inducing mountain retreat, or when we crest the final summit of a steep hike, let the anxieties of the drive and let the soreness of the body leave. Breathe deeply. And looking back from our summit, where we have been, maybe we can gain strength. We might even have another one of those mountaintop experiences of which we hear so much about. But how was the trip up? This psalm may be labeled a pilgrim song, a journey chant, a journey chant that is short enough that it can be memorized. It's almost tweetable, like we've said with these verses. When the original character of this psalm first looked at these daunting hills, she might have been standing at the threshold of her house, with the door behind her and the road in front of her. She looks back at someone with an answer, maybe her mother, and she says, Mom, from where will my help come? We understand this dialogue happening between a child and a parent or a pilgrim and a priest. 
One has the initial question, and the other provides a compelling testimony about God's role as our faithless, as our faithful and tireless keeper. But first, before we think about that, there are these hills. They are treacherous. They are filled with ravines and gorges, and there are plenty of places for bandits to hide. We are exposed to sunstroke, and we are exposed to the haunting night. These are no sources of strength. We need strength to get through them. But our very own James Mays reminds us to remember the hills around Jerusalem. The country around Zion is hilly. When travelers get to this point, they can look to these hills, the traditional dwelling place of God, and trust that the Lord will help from on high. Asking a rhetorical question, the first speaker already knows the answer which she will confess. The hills of this psalm, those which may be the Jerusalem heights, they greet weary travelers when they arrive. They are sources of strength for the journey and for life itself. So I guess our question remains. Are these hills sources of strength, or are they obstacles? Yes. Haiti, Haiti is a very mountainous country, and simultaneously, these mountain ranges are inspiring and treacherous. When I was there on a trip, we stayed in the lowlands. We stayed in the plain called Lagon, and we would ride into the mountains to see people and see villages. We rode into the mountains in the bed of a, of a dump truck, and we sat back to back on a wooden bench, and instead of seat belts, we held on to ropes. This would certainly not have passed the Commonwealth of Virginia standards for a vehicle, but we have to be resourceful. And so one day as we ride in the back of this truck, we are fully taking in some beautiful, though frequently tragic, vistas. And marveling at this inspirational landscape, our truck comes to a stop at what felt a 45-degree angle. And so following an upward hill, an upward hairpin turn, our driver gets a cell phone call, and he stops, in, he stops the truck to talk in the middle of the road, just idling. So I guess you could say safety first. And so sitting here on a grade in the back of a truck, there is a ravine of which we cannot see the bottom in our immediate rear, where someone has placed some rocks no bigger than softballs, to keep vehicles from careening off the edge of the mountain. You know that truck was a manual transmission. (laughs) And you know that left leg just gets sore and worn out sometimes. And so he'd sit there and talk on the phone, and we'd just roll back and hit the brake, and we'd roll back some more, and he'd hit the brake. It was like a nightmarish roller coaster. (laughs) When you crest the top of the hill and you just begin the plunge, But we were without any safety devices, except for just an old rope. This was not a hill from where my strength came. (laughs) But I guess we all probably know something about hills that scare us. 
when we look up at them looming in the distance, sitting directly on the path which we are taking, it takes our breath, it might take our words, and we look to the, we look to the Psalms for strength. By day and by night, the hills are looming. Before us, with caverns and crevices where seemingly no light can exist. In our homes, in our city, our commonwealth, and our world, we are facing hills. Some of these hills we share, and some of them confront us individually. Hills of anxiety and mountains of stress are at school and at work. Assignments and projects and teachers, and orchestras. The sometimes cruelty of so-called friends getting into school, getting out of school. Day to day at work, we have to prove that we're worth keeping. We face frayed relationships and the deep hurt of which we are a part and the service and the advocacy that we try to do here in this place so that more people may get a better chance in this city. This confronts many hills of indifference, hostility, and fear. In our community, every week, a new diagnosis. And going home may only bring more bad news. A new hill awaits us. But where, from where will our help come? The Psalms were collected during the Second Temple period in Jewish history. This is a time when after the exile, the faithful are able to return back up to Jerusalem. They're able to go back up to the temple. And taking shape sometime between 1st century BCE and 1st century CE, they begin to resemble the book of Psalms that we find in our Bibles today. And during this time, our particular Psalm, 121, might have been used by some travelers heading to Jerusalem. And I imagine a group heading back to the holy city during this time period. They are making the pilgrimage back up to the hills of Jerusalem. They may have heard and be familiar with the words of this psalm. Calling out the initial summons, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? They expect the familiar, the, the familiar refrain. My help, our help, comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And just as the mother has said to the daughter, and just as the priest has said to the pilgrim, it may be the leader, their teacher of this group, who reminds his followers about help and its source. The Creator is our help. God is our keeper. Always has been, always will be. But on this trip to Jerusalem, I believe that our group will find themselves feeling unkept. Without a keeper, they are thrown into the currents of hatred and betrayal and the shifting winds of public hostility. It seems like nothing went to plan. The keeper must have been slumbering. The keeper must have been sleeping. The teacher, the leader of this group, has been captured, has been killed like a common criminal. And still living with the trauma, the nightmarish events of the Friday, they creep along in the shadows and they live in hiding. Mary Magdalene, all by herself, has been searching for the body of her Lord. While she is hanging out in a lonely cemetery, 
and interrogating strangers. She is met by her risen teacher and called by name. She goes and she tells this to the members of our group, but they have trouble believing. Their fear persists. It seems that the excitement of that triumphant entry, of that parade, is a distant memory. All the plans they had made are gone. Their hopes have been dashed against the rocks on hills where the forces of violence and death are seemingly in control. Fearing these hills, the group is hiding out. They are huddled in secret, darkened rooms that are stark contrast to the bright hopes they had had only two weeks prior. Together, again, they may turn to the words of the psalmist. Maybe even they remember their pilgrim chant. That song they sang on the Jerusalem road. In a time like this, they may need a reminder. We lift up our eyes to the hills, the hills we have traveled and the hills that await us. And in the Gospel of John, it is written that he comes through a locked door. He enters. And Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father, as God has sent me, so I send you. This is the word of the Lord. We believe that the same Creator, the Deliverer that keeps us, that never slumbers or sleeps, our shade at our right hand, our guard during night and day, the one who made heaven and earth will guard our life. This is the same one that broke into that locked room, that broke into a locked world, the word that became flesh, and spoke not words of fear or judgment, but words of peace to his disciples. And maybe, just maybe, these words will echo to us today. Are these hills obstacles? Yes. Are these hills where we can regain our strength? Yes. But is it not possible that the scene of our great obstacle, the hills that loom in the distance, is also the place where we can glimpse God with us, the divine presence in our own lives. Sure, the disciples could have turned back in the face of these hills. Probably some of them did. That is why we, don't do, that is why we do not know about them. John does not record their stories. But if they had turned back at these daunting hills, they would not have seen the resurrecting strength, the life-giving and life-breathing power of God. And what about us? What if we turn back from our hills on the reasonable prediction that they are too much? In the latest issue of Time, Barbara Brown Taylor talks about darkness. She says if we turn away from darkness on principle, doing everything we can to avoid it, because there is simply no telling what it contains, isn't there a chance we are running away from God? And maybe this translates 
to our talk about hills. If we turn away from these hills on principle, doing everything we can to avoid them, because there is simply no telling what they contain, isn't there a chance we are running away from God? Peace be with you. The Creator is our keeper and says this to us. This is not a peace like the world gives. It comes from the Creator of the world, the keeper of the earth. We take this peace, we receive it, and being sent from this place by God, we, as Francis Taylor Ginch says, are to continue the Son's own mission through which God, out of love, seeks to rescue the world from its own plight, to salvage a distorted creation. We are to be for the world as he was. Will we face hills that are obstacles? Yes. Will these same hills sometimes be sources of strength? Yes. But no matter what hills we face, and no matter where we go, we are the body of Christ, and God is faithful still. And so, my friends at Second Presbyterian Church, peace be with you. May it be so. May it be so this day and always. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. In the face of peace, O Lord, sometimes we see trouble. A peace that passes all understanding, O Lord. Help us to remember it. Be with us this day as we seek to be your people. In Christ's name, amen.